Hey, you came back this week. Okay, then, let's speak more geek. This is the Geek Speak Show. Get ready to speak geek. Featuring interviews with the movers and shakers in geek culture. Hi, I'm Chris Hardwick. I'm not a fact sheet. Hey, this is Todd McFrong. I'm Zach Whedon. Hi, this is George Genty. The Geek Speak Show is powered by GeekTyrant.com, GameTyrant.com, MightyVille.com, Ramascreen.com, and Zergnet.com. Geek is spoken here. They're listening. You're consuming. You're watching it with your ears. Oh, just listen. Here are the hosts of the Geek Speak Show, Henry San Miguel and Rachel Rossini. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Speak Show, and welcome to May. Yes, our month here on the Geek Speak Show. Us geeks, we know that May is always our month because summer movies kick off. It kicks off with a big one for Marvel Studios this weekend. Free Comic Book Day is also the first weekend in May. Rachel will remind you of this when she comes in. Star Wars Day is also on Saturday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you, as Rachel will tell you. And... Don't forget your mom. It's also in the... All of that is happening this month. A lot of things happening. You have gotten... If you're subscribed, you've gotten the newsletter. You know what's going to happen right here on the Geek Speak Show. You know who's coming, who's not coming, who, what movies are coming out, what movies we'll be covering for you, what events are happening, who will be at uh, in San Jose at Big Wow, Excelsior. Yeah, can I make it any more obvious? All of that is coming up. That's on our newsletter for those of you who subscribed. If you haven't, go to our Geek Speak Show main page. In other words, where you're listening to the show, scroll down a little, put your email in there, and you'll be know you'll be in the know as we say what's happening on the Geek Speak Show. A couple of things before we get started on this week's show, though. First, let me introduce you to Eat24.com. We all have these, as I call them, the genius phones. We've all I I finally moved into the 21st century. Thank you, Rachel. I've been playing around with apps, found a really, really cool one and really useful one. There's a lot of them out there, and, and you know it's true. A lot of them out there that you download just because you're bored and you, you know don't know what else to do while you're waiting for the dentist to call you. So you just download apps that you don't really need. Well, this one you actually do need. It's called e24.com. You can go to our website, uh, again, where you're listening to, or if you're listening somewhere else, go to our website, geekspeakshow.com. There is a link on there. Click the little logo that says E24 Enjoy. It'll take you to their website where you can download the app. Put it on your phone, whatever it is. You have, you have an iPhone, Android, whatever your phone is, your tablet, or on your computer. What this is, what E24.com is, they get food for you. No, literally, that's what they do. Any restaurant you want, you can order and say, I want this, 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 this. In about, say, 15 minutes, it gets delivered to your door. Guaranteed. That's all you got to do. You can keep watching your movie. You can keep playing your video games. You can keep reading your comic books. Whatever you're doing, you can keep on doing it. It takes probably longer to come up with that text that you sent to your friend than it does to click on the e24.com app and order your food. And starting today, starting the whole month of May, you can put in this code, GeekSpeak. Pretty simple, G-E-E-K-S-P-E-A-K. And that'll get you free egg rolls or $3 off whatever else you're in the mood for at the time. So again, it's e24.com. Go on there, download the app, the official app for your munchies. See, your phone can feed you not too. Now it is a genius phone. It can feed, well, maybe it can't hold the food up too. You still got to do that. But come on, it gets delivered right to your door so you can keep right on living. So e24.com, welcome to the Geek Speak Show family. Also, another big welcome to the Geek Speak Show family, Mark Doris. He's our new comics commentator. We've had David Lee. We had Jay Gibbs. 
Jay Gibbs is a she was a writer. She was like she mentioned it many times. She was an aspiring writer. She's no longer aspiring. Her writing career is about to take off. And it came down to a hard choice. Either keep on commentating about comics and doing the Geek Speak show or concentrate on the writing. Well, she thought about it for about two nanoseconds and she's going to concentrate on the writing. It's, it's, and it's fine. It's what she wanted to do. We wish you the best of luck. And thank you for commentating on comics for us when you did. But our new comics commentator is Mark Doris. You'll hear him in just a few minutes commentating on this week's comics events. I think he's probably going to talk about free comic book day somewhere in there. And there's also uh, some of the big events are kicking off this month. A lot of stuff happened in May. I told you it's our month. Welcome to Mark Doris. Welcome to E24.com. You're going to hear Mark Doris in a bit. E24.com, download the app, get your food while you're listening to the show, while you're reading your comic, whatever you're doing, keep right on doing it, just order the phone, I mean order on, the, on over your phone or your tablet, whatever it is, get your, food gets, get your food gets delivered to you in about 15 minutes, how hard is that, exactly, even Joel can do it, so now, speaking of Joel, they're going to come in, Rachel and him are going to come in just a little bit, but I figured, like I said, it's the kickoff to Free Comic Book Day weekend, May the 4th be with you weekend, our, our big summer blockbuster season kicks off this weekend with a big movie from Marvel Studios. And that is, of course, Marvel's Iron Man 3. Robert Downey Jr. and company are back, this time taking on the Mandarin. And maybe another villain? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. So I figured, you know, why, why not get you just a little bit more excited than you already are by talking to the cast and crew of Marvel's Iron Man 3. Let's kick it off with Jon Favreau, who's not directing this time around, but he is back as producer and as Happy Hogan. So, John, what's it like being back in the Iron Man 3, the Iron Man universe that you created? It's fun to be here. I know the crew, the, uh, most of the people at the studio uh, either worked for me on the first film or I worked with on those movies. So it's, it is, it is you know... It's coming back to a, a, a place that I'm familiar, they know me, we share a sense of humor, we share history. Um, and it's nice to go off and do other things and come back here and still, you know, see that things are going well. You know, uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of what makes it fun is that everybody's doing such a good job, you know, uh, expanding the universe that it's fun to come back and see, see what it's like. It doesn't ever feel, you know, frustrating that it's, uh, you know, I don't feel like they're, they're uh, I think that they're really honoring what we did and, and expanding upon it. And, uh, and, and the audience is just growing. So you're not back as director this time around Shane Black. So what's it like being back in the universe this time being directed by Shane Black? You know, Sh- Shane is, comes from, comes at directing from the position of being a very experienced writer. So his storytelling comes, you know, from that perspective he's also an actor so he gets that too yeah and so are you and you do play happy hogan this time around again so where without spoilers where do we find happy hogan in iron man 3 where we last left it in iron man 2 is is happy was working for for pepper he wasn't he wasn't tony's right hand man anymore so uh that's affected things that i've you know uh, that that these two guys who were once very close have split off because he's become iron man so he's going through all this stuff. I think he's very protective in the, in the books. He's got, a, he's got a big crush on Pepper and they, and they even end up marrying. So at least I wanted that to inform what I'm playing that he's very obsessed with, you know, he, she's sort of that, you know, uh, it's like Downton Abbey. He's like the driver and then there's the, the heiress who he's in love with and of course can never be with. So especially because his buddy is with her. But he's also taking her for granted and ignoring her and there's that, you know, my best friend's girl where you wish, you know, that you're jealous, but you don't let yourself be jealous, but you, 
uh, hold her, put her up on a pedestal and, you know, Happy doesn't have anything to offer and, you know, he's loyal to Tony, so he would never do anything. But I think it does make his heartache. And it's nice subtext to play as an actor. And also, when you were still attached to maybe coming back to Iron Man 3, he always said in the interviews that you wanted the Mandarin to be the main villain in Iron Man 3. He is. He's a little bit different than what maybe we comic book readers are expecting. Um, again, not going to give too much away, but what do you think of the way the Mandarin is portrayed in Iron Man 3? I think it, they, they wanted to engage the Mandarin, and of course Shane has a, had a really fun, interesting, different take that was very, very... Uh, you know, unexpected for me as I sort of heard how they were doing it and how to deal with that image of this powerful character that's this, you know, chaotic, chaotic uh, anarchist. And, and in casting uh, uh, Ben Kingsley and presenting him as more uh, an am- of ambiguous ancestry and, uh, you know, adopting various memes from different, you know, d- different villainous archetypes it was they had a lot of fun with it and they created this very flamboyant colorful character that was using the court of public opinion to challenge Iron Man and the United States government uh, and again this is all the you know the freewheeling imagination of this this film it's a different you know it's a it's a different take that where where Shane has put his own uh, mark on it and it's fun to ride you know it's fun to go for a ride in that world you know Ben's just a great great actor and he came with a strong take and uh, you know I had heard that he was cast I had read the script I had had conversations but it wasn't until I went to Comic-Con and saw the footage of him as that character you just catch a glimpse of it and just how it's layered with the rings and the beard and the the voice and the the haircut and and, uh, what's hanging behind him and where he's sitting and it's it's a very theatrical villain which is uh in keeping very much with the spirit of the character i think they preserve what was uh what you can from what's in the books without making it seem awkward or uh or silly um and so i think he, he boiled it down to you know between shane and ben they really boiled it down to the essence of what was cool and exciting and scary and weird and compelling about the character. In your opinion, what makes the Iron Man character so accepted by non-comic book fans? Yeah, I think that the I think that the thing that makes it uh, grounded and accessible is the are the characters and the emotions of the characters and although thing the world is hyper real and the action's hyper real and the you know the the, the Tony's life is bigger than life. Uh, what's nice is you have you have actors and we have had actors historically that are, are real actors who will ground the film and will find the reality of it. They're not playing it like it's a cartoon or a comic book. They're playing it real, and uh, it's you know it's very hard to to find people who can give it an emo- who will do the emotional homework on a character and make sure that it makes sense in in a real world way. And the bigger you go with the story and with the action, always the the, the is you always run a risk, and you you know it, it, a lot falls on the performers and the director to find a way to keep it relevant to the audience and not just feel like you're watching uh, fireworks going off. How fun is it watching RDJ and Gwyneth Paltrow working together again? I love, you know, I love watching Gwyneth and Robert and so much of my job on on the first films was to create a a sandbox for them to play in, to figure out what the, the dynamics of that relationship is, to capture what 
how well they work together as actors and incorporate that into the characters and adjust what was in the books to them. And uh, I just think there's a classic, fun, you know, um, Tracy and Hepburn type thing that they're doing. And there's an affection and there's, a, there's also this, you know, really sharp tongue sparring that goes on between the two. But at the heart of it is always this, uh, you know, there's this, there's the, they both have a crush on each other and they both, and now they're together, you know, so that changes the dynamic somewhat. But it was definitely a lot to play with that tension for the first two movies. And I always felt that that was the stuff that was the most captivating for me and the stuff I understood the best. Eric Salmon's one of the new characters in the uh, in Iron Man 3. Again, without giving away too much, it is opening in a couple of days from now. How does he fit into this story? The character of Salmon, James, James Madgedale, is a, you know, he's, a, he's a great actor and a lot of fun to play opposite. But, you know, Happy's looking for something to go wrong. He's looking for some way to be relevant. He's looking, he's very protective of Pepper. And so when this guy comes in and he's already got a chip on his shoulder, Happy, he's already is paranoid and wants to make sure everything's safe around here and he feels like everybody's playing it too fast and loose. And, you know, he's the guy who worries so that nobody else says he's like the guard dog. And when this character, uh, Savin, ends up playing into his worst fears and his concerns and he seems to not be respectful of Pepper or the environment, I think he rubs the guy the wrong way. This time around, you're not director like I mentioned already, so you don't have to worry too much about getting just the right angle, just the right whatever. Is it more, as an actor now, playing Happy Hogan, as an actor, is it more fun doing Iron Man scenes or doing Tony Stark scenes? The challenge is always how to get Tony out of the suit because you have Robert, and the, and the big thing was, it was like, it was like more, to me, the first movie was more interesting when he wasn't in the suit. Uh, and, and, and that's, you know, and if, if, if you give Robert the right stuff to do, you, you know, he's going to be more exciting than any visual effect. Uh, and, and the proper balance is really where, you, because you want to see some of that stuff. You want to see Iron Man, but you want to see Tony Stark. And that was one of the advantages, I think, that we've had other, over other superhero franchises. It's not like you're not just waiting for the superhero to do his thing. You're actually concerned about how he gets there. And, and, and Tony's world is really exciting uh, above and beyond the suit, even before he ever invented the suit. I think now seeing Robert, who knows the character, really well come back and reprise his role as, as Tony. And... Uh, and now Don Cheadle's been established as Rhodey, and they have a dynamic together. And of course, Gwyneth and he have a dynamic. And even myself. So it's nice that it's like having the family come back together again. And there's a, I think people like to, you know, like to have their expe expectations fulfilled and also sometimes have their expectations challenged. And, uh, you know, it, you try to surprise them, but also give them what they want. And that's the fun dialogue and conversation that you have as uh, people, people who are making a movie with your audience. And we definitely appreciate our audience and we're aware of them. And that's John Favreau, who this time around is producer on Iron Man 3 and also returns as Happy Hogan. So how about we talk to Tony Stark himself? Here's RDJ, star of Iron Man 3 and Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 1, of course. So, Robert, what's it like being back in the Iron Man universe? Well, at this point, because with the first two Iron Man movies and then Avengers and now doing Iron Man 3, there's this, there's obviously the sense of continuity. So I see the same faces, you know, every so often, more often than not. And we're kind of on the same meditation of this uh, story that Stan Lee came up with that was essentially a second tier superhero. Um, but there's something timely about it and I think that uh, 
it wound up being, uh, I don't know, interesting and entertaining to people. You know, in your opinion, what makes this franchise so popular with people, even especially with non-comic book reading fans? I think part of what really made it work was uh, it was tangible, you know, and um, and now uh, legacy, uh, the the human beings who make all this tech and moving forward, it's like you can you can reach out as we go from movie to movie, and you're feeling more and more like you're seeing something that's become part of the collective unconscious, like in in a certain level this stuff is is real you know and it's also kind of feasible technologically so i think that's what made it successful is um is we had a, a group of talented people and we did something that kind of bridged a gap between the unfeasibility of most superhero uh genre movies and the kind of movies like uh i don't know a james bond or a mission impossible or, or whatever that uh, that, are, that are grounded in things that we think it happened. The nice thing about uh, Tony Stark is that um, he doesn't even take his own arc that seriously because he's uh, he's he's falls so far from where he was but he needed to so I think people uh, relate to that life lessons part of it you know. Where do we find Tony Stark in Iron Man 3? We've seen him in the Avengers was the last time we saw him we've seen him in Iron Man 2 without too many spoilers where is Tony Stark in Iron Man 3? The relationship with Pepper is obviously the kind of center of the movie. And uh, contrary to my own designs, it seems like this time I'm much less thinking about, um, you know, how do I come off and this and that. I'm thinking about the other characters. I'm thinking about all the things. There's kind of a checklist of stuff that we always thought maybe we should do. One of them was we always felt like Tony and Rhodey should be at Neptune's Net because it's up the road from where Tony lives and it's a biker bar and we thought what if they're two kind of bikers at a bar um, type deal so we and John and I and then Shane and I and, and even Joss has contributed uh, to this obviously is that um, there was always this kind of uh, uh, Christmas list that we never got to execute because story or time or money or whatever got in the way and it seems like without it being convoluted, a lot of those uh, wishes are kind of coming true in Iron Man 3. Shane Black replaced John Favreau, who we just talked to as the director in Iron Man 3. When it was announced, how, how did you feel about Shane Black being announced as director of Iron Man 3 this time around? I was surprised and delighted and obviously very much in favor of him uh, directing this. And as John has uh, moved on into other realms of activity and had his other successes and, and other uh, experiences, it's interesting to see that now it was Shane and I reaching out to John um, to kind of remind us of, uh, of where he was heading the ship to begin with. So, But the great thing about this story is, it is uh, it's dramatic and it's, um, it's, it's pretty deep and, and dark at some points, but it also is uh, very quintessentially Shane Black. Uh, I love movies where there are things that you forgot were even set up that pay off. And what did you like about the Iron Man 3 you, uh, particular scene, a character, new character that's been introduced, or uh, anything that, that you like particularly filming in, uh, in Iron Man 3? Uh, it's like, what's in it for me? I start thinking in those terms for my co-stars, and what is it that keeps this interesting for Gwyneth, and we've addressed that this time because she has a pretty remarkable arc for a, um, a love interest kind of female heroine in, in this sort of film. So that's probably one of the things I'm most excited about. Um, you know, without giving it away, uh, 
let's just say she has a she has a pretty incredible arc this time. And Guy Pierce, who plays Killian, has really come out of the gate, and I think is going to uh, remind people why he's one of our uh, great uh, national treasures. Uh, uh, he's he's on loan from Australia, but he's a great American national treasure. And what was it like having Favreau back as Happy Hogan? I really felt that the the big idea here was he's so central to the story. He is, aside from Rhodey, he's the closest person to Tony, and because John and I are so close, and because everybody has such a familiarity with him that we thought he can't just come in and, and do what he used to do, which is shoot everyone else's coverage, maybe crack a joke, maybe just stand there and be this kind of non-entity. It was, uh, it was uh, a waste of talent. So this time we were wasting none of his talent. He's central to the story. And when he comes in, he just brings everyone to school because he has the freedom of not having to worry about what's on the call sheet. He's just someone coming in to, uh, coming into play and have a good time. So I think A for the fans, B for all of us who love him so much, C for Shane, D for the rest of the cast who has uh, either a direct experience with him or an understanding that he's kind of the, the grandfather of why we're all here anyway. Uh, it was super important. And um, I think he'll probably wind up with some of the most touching and definitely the most uh, entertaining moments in the story. Without spoilers, how close to the comics does the Iron Man 3 story get? Uh, well, to me, it's the perfect balance of not too far and not, not far enough. Um, and again, a lot of this happens just by kind of like dialing in the servos as you get closer and closer to shooting and all of the great department heads we have. And everybody has a take on what should we do next. Um, I remember in the Extremis uh, series, at a certain point, Tony internalizes Extremis. And I was like, dude, that's where this has got to go. And it's not impossible that it could. But the other thing you always have to think is, how far is too far? At what point have you taken all your toys out and you've essentially burned out any possibility of ever having another one? At the same time, how do you want to make each one feel like it's definitive and you're not, uh, you're not keeping your best cards you know, um, on the table? Now, how was it working next to Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin in this one? Sir Ben brought the trifecta of an extremely accomplished artist who also came uh, with a lot of very strong ideas which were necessary and had to be implemented. And then third, decided to absolutely cut loose and play in a sandbox like a improvisational five-year-old. And um, I think probably the most fun that I've had shooting the film has been watching what he's done that you never could have imagined would be scripted before they said rolling. So. And coming from me, who prides myself on off-the-cuff stuff, I guess that's saying a lot. So in a way, this movie would not have worked at all and, and would not be the movie it's going to be if Sir Ben hadn't done what he did. The great RDJ, who of course plays Tony Stark in Iron Man 3. Now let's talk to his new buddy from uh, coming, coming back for a second time around as Rhodey in the Iron Patriot. No spoiler, because you guys have seen it. in the, It's in the trailer. Don't have to do the spoiler alert. But, uh, Don, what's it like being back in the, uh, the, the Iron Man universe for the second time around? I mean, it, it's great to, to be in a, a movie that has a lot of action and be able to be a part of the action. So that's great. Um, and, yeah, our, the relationship between Tony and Rhodey is, is deepening. And we're, you know, getting more a, a, a glimpse into to who each of these men are and... and what challenges they they face being in these seats that they're in that both of them have some 
ambivalence about. Uh, so yeah, I was I was glad to crack the script and see that. And what was it like having this time around Shane Black as director? Shane definitely uh, has a, a style about his writing and a, and a very uh, sense of uh, very uh, you know uh, art sort of sense of humor, which feeds right into and leans right into sort of the the mythology that's already been created with these uh, characters so it's it was a good it's a good fit I think and uh, he's also a very collaborative director so it's nice to have the opportunity to to be on a set where your input is respected and 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 welcomed it's really sort of an intricate plot which makes it difficult to you know keep your finger on the the nerve of that but Shane's done a good job in constructing it and you know Kevin Feige and just the Marvel family in general are always very smart about how these plot lines roll out in your opinion, what's made the Iron Man franchise so popular, especially with non-comic book fans? The success of the films are based on not just all the mythology that goes before in the comic books and these characters that people have grown up with for you know 50 years, but but the way that that the that Marvel is able to intricately weave these storylines and have people show up in each other's storylines and how after each film there's a departure point where the next storyline could come in and they're just smart about I think laying you know laying the breadcrumbs out for you to to follow it to the next thing and there's an excitement that gets uh, generated for the next you know the next myth and how is it going to be told and they're just very smart about it and I also think there's a real sense of humor about it so it's not taken too seriously and it's not you know, so so precious that it can't be malleable and pushed and pulled, and I think that also is a lot of fun and gives the audience a lot to to key in. They know they're they're going to be on a fun ride. I think that you know you're going to be able to come together on a set with ta other talented actors and 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 really have a lot of fun. Like I said, with all the best bells and whistles, and get to you know I've been spending the last couple hours on wires and flying and getting to do stunts and and really get my hands dirty so to speak and and have a lot of visceral fun with these characters and then you know my uh, scenes with Robert uh, where we kind of really get to go back and forth and and those are fun acting challenges just to to work with him he's got a very facile mind and is very quick and we just have a lot of fun figuring out who these guys are and what we're going to do so there's not a lot of downside to it and now that this is your second time working with Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark in your opinion also, what makes RDJ the perfect Stone Tony Stark? There's just sometimes a marriage between a character and an actor that just for some, you know, non-distinct -dis reason necessarily works. But I think you read the comic books, you can see that that same sort of cavalier attitude and, and you know, just devil may care, the playboy thing. He just sparks to it, you know. We, we all know who Robert has been and you know what he is who he is now it's not like he's foreign to those aspects of Tony so I think there's a perfect marriage of an actor with an understanding of what that dynamic is and the character when you work with another actor who has you know the, as much fun just kind of coming up with it on the day and, and being open to whatever happens and it's nurtured and supported you know from your director and the producers and everybody on set and we're all ready for it and lit for it and cameras ready to cover it uh, we have both just happen to have a lot of fun in that, and I think that's where you really get to see this sort of friendship pop uh, that happens off screen uh, and be able to carry that on screen. So it's nice. I mean, once we're actually shooting it, those things have usually been locked down because it's a very technical, but 
it's a it's a fun process. And what do you hope the audience takes away from Iron Man three? I hope it just gives them geeked to to see what's next because Marvel has a rasher of things lined up that I think are going to be really exciting. But as far as the journey of Tony Stark uh, and the journey of Tony Stark, Rhodey, and Pepper, and you know this this sort of world that the three of them uh, inhabit, I think they I hope people have a satisfied feeling that it's held up to the promise that you know it came before and that it could still go on that's don Cheadle, who of course plays colonel james rhodes Rhodey, as we know him or war machine or the iron patriot again no spoiler alert because it's in the trailer you know that already so uh we you know the reason we all go to these marvel movies not just because we grew up reading them most of us but also because there's a certain cameo that we look for in all of the uh, all of the Marvel movies. You know who it is. You know who you're looking for. And guess what? As I was leaving these interviews, somebody decided to do a little cameo. And you know, I put the microphone in his face. That you know, I wasn't rude about it, but I put the microphone in his face, and I asked the man. Y'all know who it is by now. I asked him. You know, to you, what makes these creations of yours such great and popular? Movies. It really has to do with talent. I think the people at Marvel who are making these movies are the most talented movie makers on the face of the planet. They hire the best writers, directors like Shane, the best actors, and they take what they do seriously. They go back to the roots of the comics and they say, what made this strip so successful? And once they decide what that element or those elements may be, they keep to those elements. Other companies, they try to improvise and they try to change things. But Marvel, the people at Marvel are so intelligent and so literate and so well-versed in story and in photography and in movies, they know how to put these elements together. And they're starting out with very colorful characters, but if they put them in the real world and they give them real problems, then everybody wants to see it. I, I know the characters and I can't wait to see the movies. It's so important that each character in any movie have specific personality so you understand the character and you care for the character and they never break out of the way they should be and they should react. And I had time for just one more question and we they just finished showing a, an Iron Man 3 show and so I asked Stanley what did he think of the Iron Man 3 movie? It is such fun and I think Shane is doing such a fantastic job of directing this thing it just I mean I never had a better time Stanley for everybody who doesn't know who that is really there's people who don't know who Stanley is I get you know there's people who haven't seen Star Wars it's happening here in San Francisco this weekend it's also May the 4th be with you Star Wars Day and there was a little thing going on uh, maybe you got a tweet maybe you got a, a special email people who haven't been exposed to Star Wars it's definitely not our Rachel or me uh, but there are people who haven't seen Star Wars yet it's there's going to be a special showing of Star Wars on the big screen here in San Francisco introduced by Pablo Hidalgo from Lucasfilm so you know bonus that you get you get it introduced by somebody from Lucasfilm but that's happening this Saturday what else is happening this Saturday you like comics you like free? Of course you do. Free and comics. Free comic book days is this Saturday, May 4th also. And we're going to be where else? Flying Colors Comics and other cool stuff in Concord, California. Let me get Rachel and Joel in here and we'll talk to Joe Field, founder of Free Comic Book Day and owner of Flying Colors Comics and other cool stuff. 
Comics Commentary with Mark Doris on the Geek Speak Show. My fellow geeks, welcome to an all-new comic commentary. I'm your new host, Mark Doris, making my debut on the Geek Speak Show. Let's talk comics. In the world of DC, Rob Leefield has announced via his Twitter account that he is indeed leaving DC Comics, citing irreconcilable differences and too much quote-unquote BS surrounding too many last-minute editorial changes. He leaves behind New 52, Deathstroke, Savage Hawkman, and Grifter, all of which he pencils and writes. Although he did say these titles will be picked up and carried forward by other writers. Rob Leefield isn't the only creator to leave the New 52, as George Perez, Chris Robertson, and Grant Morrison have all left within recent passing months. This isn't the last we'll be seeing of Leefield, as he was quoted saying he'll be returning to creator-owned work such as Regrade and Bloodstrike. In the world of DC graphic novels, Superman Action Comics Volume 1, Superman and the Men of Steel, written by Grant Morrison, hit shelves May 1st. Superman Action Comics Volume 2, Bulletproof, also written by Grant Morrison with the help of Shelley Fish and Max Landis, hit shelves this coming week. Earth 1, written by Michael Straczynski, will also be hitting shelves this week. World of Warcraft Dark Riders, written by Michael Costa, adds to the list of DC graphic novels that will be hitting shelves May 1st. Issues Action Comics number 20, Aquaman number 19, Animal Man number 20, Batwing number 20, Detective Comics number 20, Dial H number 12, Earth 2, issue 12, Green Arrow number 20, Legends of the Dark Knight number 8, Stormwatch number 20, Swamp Thing number 20, The Movement number 1, The Phantom Stranger number 8, and World's Finest number 12, also will be hitting shelves later on this week. In the world of Marvel, writer Paul Cornell has a new six-issue series arc on Wolverine that hits shelves in the upcoming months. The story focuses on Wolverine in a somewhat different perspective, whereas Logan is faced with the vulnerability of becoming killable. An emotional story that promises to be full of action, Logan must face the challenge of dealing with many of the enemies and adversaries he's made over the passing decades as the word gets out that Wolverine is no longer invincible. As to what the cause of this new change is still uncertain, but we will just have to wait and see. Iron Man 3 has made over $195 million in foreign markets, putting it on track to bringing down the cinematic titan and pseudo-prequel The Avengers, all before it hits theaters in the U.S. The Avengers took in a whopping $1.5 billion last year, making it the third most successful film of all time behind James Cameron's Titanic and Avatar. Iron Man 3 comes out this Friday, May 3rd, but you may want to get tickets early as many theaters are coming close to, if not being already sold out. And if you're like me, this is one movie you'll want to catch as soon as it hits the silver screen. In the world of Marvel comic releases, we've got Iron Man, The Coming of Meltor number 1, Red She-Hulk number 65, Thanos Rising number 2, X-Men Legacy number 10, X-Factor number 255, Winter Soldier number 18, Ultimate Comics X-Men number 26, Superior Spider-Man number 9, Iron Man number 9, Indestructible Hulk number 7, Age of Ultron number 7, Avengers plus X-Men number 8, All New X-Men number 11, Hawkeye number 10, Iron Man number 258.1. Now, gosh, I just I, I feel like there was something else that I was supposed to talk about. What, what was it? It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, yes. This weekend will be Free Comic Book Weekend. So if you like free and you like comics, this is the weekend for you. Be sure to check your local comic dealer and see if there's any issues that you want to pick up. Because let's face it, in the world of free, that's in everyone's budget. All right, guys, be sure to head down to your local comic shop, pick up some of these issues, and be sure to grab some of the free ones. Catch you next time. Hey, gang, before we go back to Speaking Geek, let me remind you one more time about the E24.com app. Download it to your phone, your tablet, computer, punch in your zip code, whatever you want. Pizza, sandwiches, shawarma even if you want. I know it's pretty popular after last summer. Whatever it is you want, 
put it in, it'll get delivered right to your door. And don't forget to put in code GEEKSPEAK, G-E-E-K-S-P-E-A-K. You get $3 off whatever you want or free egg rolls, your choice. But eat24.com, go there, download the app because, you know, I get it. It's not that you're too busy to cook. It's you're just too lazy to cook. I respect that. I get that. And yeah, there's an app for that. E24.com. I'm Zach, and you're listening to the Geek Speak Show. Hold on a second. Once more, with flavor. Yeah. Oh, I'm Zach Whedon, and you're listening to the Geek Speak Show. It's compelling. What's going to happen to these kids? I always love that one. Zach is hilarious. But we're back with the Geek Speak Show, of course. And uh, I pushed Henry aside because he's been talking a lot. And uh, I wanted to get started talking about Free Comic Book Day. And, of course... (laughs) Hey, stand over there in the corner for a minute. Hold on. Of course, with Free Comic Book Day, who else would we want to talk to but the man himself, Mr. Joe Field. Joe, welcome to the show. Rapacious Rachel, it's good to be with you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Um, everybody knows, of course, that Free Comic Book Day is kind of your baby, uh, so of course we wanted to have you on today. Um, but before we get into what's happening at Flying Colors uh, on Saturday, I was wondering if you could give us a quick uh, history of how you actually came up with Free Comic Book Day for those that, that haven't heard it. Uh, the quick history is I saw an opportunity and I filled it. <laughs> the longer story. <laughs> oh, you want okay. more? Uh, just- Basically what it is is that uh, I saw that things were uh, turning around for comics uh, 12 years ago after sort of the tumultuous nature of the 1990s and uh, with some of the movies starting to come out and uh, just pop culture in general sort of turning to comics, um, I saw it as a really good opportunity to uh, call back people into comic shops to see sort of the full menu of what we have available. and uh, I, I had, uh, a couple of years before coming up with the free comic book day idea, I had proposed an idea to do a comic book industry open house, which you know, would essentially be a deal where all the comic book stores would be open to uh, people coming in for the first time, curious uh, uh, newbies and, you know, and people who had not been to a store for some time to come in and just uh, in a really casual way check out all the stuff going on in comics. Well, you know, that idea was sort of met with a um, deafening silence. Um, so a couple <laughs> of years later, I sort of refined that idea and included the idea of adding uh, comics to it, a free comics that would be given away. And, um, yeah, that one took. <laughs> so we're, we're now, this, is, this will be the 12th annual free comic book day, and uh, I think we're... Uh, in excess of 30 million comics that we've given away, and uh, we've had more than 7 million people show up to comic book stores um, over the course of the last 11 years. So uh, it's all good. So you you mentioned this is going to be the 12th one, which is a pretty big accomplishment for anything to go on that long. Um, Do you think that Free Comic Book Day accomplished all the goals you had kind of set out to begin with for it, or anything that you added along the way? Well, I think... uh, the, the one thing that I would still uh, say is left unaccomplished is that uh, 100% of the reading public is still not reading comics. So I, I, want, I want 100%. If, if you are a reader, we believe that there's a comic book, a graphic novel, a series that 
you'll like and you'll want to come back to month in and month out, um, week in and week out. So, um, you know, that's sort of an un unfinished goal, and uh, but we're making progress because there are more people reading comics now uh, than there have been in an awfully long time, if if not ever. Now, if only we could do that with books with Joel. We need to get you to read <laughs> I read a lot of comics. So we're talking, we're talking to Joe Field, the owner of Flying Colors Comics and other cool stuff in Concord, California. That's where we're going to be this Saturday. You should be there, too, if you're in the Bay Area. If, if not, make your way over here. It's a big old party, like Joe always says. Uh, so, Joe, what is going to be happening at Flying Colors this Saturday for, fly, for a free comic book day? Well, it's, it, you know, it's probably easier to list what's not happening. <laughs> if you, we, have, um, we have three guests coming from the Charles Schultz uh, studio, uh, uh, Vicky Scott, uh, artist, Justin Thompson, artist, and Lex Fajardo, uh, who is an anchor, uh, who is a storyteller and editor. Uh, they they do the Boom Studios Peanuts comic book, and uh, they will be uh, at Flying Colors from 11 to 2 signing. And um, uh, and there is uh, a Kaboom comic with Peanuts in it that these uh, folks have worked on. So. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be signing a lot of copies of that. Uh, then from uh, 2 to 5, we have um, uh, writer-artist Gene Yang, who is uh, uh, the writer of Dark Horse Comics Avatar, the last Airbender series, uh, which has been just uh, uh, going crazy in terms of ha how, how many people love that book. <clears throat> um, and along with him is writer... Um, uh, James Robinson, who uh, does the Earth 2 series for DC Comics, is noted for his Starman series. He's worked on so many different characters and concepts over the years. He's a, a very well-respected writer. Um, and then from uh, 4 to 7, we have uh, Top Cow president, publisher, and writer of Think Tank and the new Aphrodite 9 series, Matt Hawkins, coming to the store. So we'll, we'll, we'll have signings from 11 a.m. till 7 p.m. on Saturday. Um, we will have uh, an appearance from uh, the Dark Lord of the Sith. Yes, Darth Vader will be there. Um, we will have um, uh, cake. We'll have punch. We'll have fun. We'll have deals. We'll have um, uh, entertainment. Uh, we, we have all kinds of stuff going on. I think this is going to be the biggest and best one yet. Now, Rachel, you were the first one to ask when I told you where we're going to be. Joe, she wants to know, are the brownies going to be there too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone talks about Libby's brownies. We, uh, we, we've, we, uh, yes, uh, they will be there. Uh, she will spend pretty much all day Friday making cream de menthe brownies. And uh, we don't know how long they'll last. We don't know, uh, uh, you know, uh, we could probably have her make those for two weeks in a row leading up to it and still not have enough. But, yes, uh, they will be there. So it's, it's awesome because ev everyone loves the brownies because, you know, they're green and we call them, you know, Hulk brownies and, and all of that. But, yeah. you know, she's so excited to hand them out that it makes it that much more fun. <laughs> oh, yes, she is. Uh, this is definitely uh, one of her specialties. And in case anyone misses it, um, uh, at Free Comic Book Day, we will be having another Hulk Smash Brownie Day um, in July. Um, that is our lead into Comic Con. So the Saturday before uh, the San Diego Comic Con, we will be having Hulk Smash Brownie Day in Flying Colors. I'm sold. I'm going. 
You know, and I have to say, too, that I've, I've been to a bunch of different kinds of events at, you know, different uh, hobby shops and comic book stores and, and even things thrown by, you know, larger conventions. And a lot of times what happens is when you get people that, you know, really are into comics or whatever around is somebody tries to throw an exciting thing or a party or something and everybody kind of ends up showing up and just kind of reading their comic and not really socializing and you know, you, you get into that where, okay, I'm here, great, now what? But I'll tell you what, I, I went last year, of course, over to your store for the Free Comic Book Day, and it really is an event. It's it's not something just like a gathering or just like, a, oh, we're going to do it because it's, you know, it's this day. It's really like a party, and everyone has so much fun. So if you guys have never been there, this is when you need to go. Well, thank you. I mean, it, we put a lot of energy and effort into doing it, and I and really – it's um, it's a great social event for people who like comics or people who just might be interested in checking them out. Every year, uh, more than 25% of the people who show up to Free Comic Book Day at Flying Colors have never been there before. So we're still finding people who haven't gotten onto this uh, this great thing called comics, and uh, and so that's a, a good deal of what this is about. But it's it's a fun event. It's um, uh, it's a, a good social event. We try to make waiting in line fun. So, um, uh, you know, yes, there will be a line at some point. Who knows how long it will be or how long it will take to get to the free comics. But what we're going to do is we're going to make every effort to make that that uh, that wait worthwhile. So that's why we'll have some entertainment. We'll have um, some baked goodies coming through the line. We'll have um, all kinds of different things. Uh, Dark Horse sent us some uh, some cool little giveaways, and uh, we'll be passing some of those out in the line. Um, uh, we also have um, uh, I, uh, we have a signed uh, Iron Man uh, one sheet from the poster uh, from the movie from Iron Man three uh, that's signed by Stan Lee, um, and that came up from Stan's office yesterday. Uh, so. Um, uh, we have we have some cool little prizes we'll be giving away, and uh, uh, it's just going to be a fun time. We're we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, so it is an event, like like Rachel said, and, and part of part of the fun is yeah, getting the free comics, but also in line. Don't forget, we're also going to be there this Saturday where we'll go up and down interviewing you guys. You guys get to be the stars for for Saturday. You'll you'll, you'll get to, get to see us on the video show. Uh, I talked about our new sponsor, E24.com. We'll take care of your hunger needs. All you got to do is stay there in line. We will take care of your hunger. Don't worry about that. We got you covered there. We got Iron Man 3 stuff. We've got free comic books. Uh, let's get some details on that, though, Joe. What, what's going to be the limit per customer on free comics? Well, um, the, the limit has more to do with uh, how many times anyone wants to go through the line. What we'll do is um, every time through the line, uh, um, a person will be able to p- uh, pick out a few of the free comics, and then um, it's basically what we're trying to do is make sure that the comics that are picked up by uh, by individuals are ones that they're interested in reading and coming back to later. So uh, we have staff on hand that's um, ready, willing, and interested in guiding each person who comes to the store to the comics that are going to best fit the kind of stuff that they'll want to read time and time again. So um, uh, it's not so much about limits. It's, it's, uh, it's more uh, a limit of time. Um, so um, we just invite everyone to come on in. Nice. Are, are, uh, are there any specials for Saturday? 
Oh, well, uh, you know, we never uh, cough those things up in advance. However, we have been known to have a couple of special things, uh, deals going on for people who show up. So I believe that um, uh, uh, everyone will like what what's on the menu this, this Saturday. <laughs> so free comic book day this Saturday, May 4th. Rachel will remind us, May the 4th be with may you also. May the 4th be with you. So it all happens there. Yes. And, and of course, Darth Vader is going to be there, like Joe just mentioned. So where, where else would you want to be? Flying Colors Comics and other cool stuff in Concord. 2980 Treat Boulevard. Go to fly, flyingcolorscomics.com. It's on our link section. You can just go on there. Joe, we will see you there and get ready to have yeah. an even bigger free comic book day than last year. We're hoping so. And we look forward to having a geek speak out there. Mm-hmm. And um, we want everyone to be able to give you guys some good interviews and just have a really good uh, rocking time at the at the comic book store on Saturday. Woo, woo, woo. That's we will. Thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you later. Okay. This conversation will continue in a moment. The Geek Speak Show. Hey, gang, before we go back to speaking geek, let me remind you one more time about the E24.com app. Download it to your phone, your tablet, computer, punch in your zip code, whatever you want. Pizza, sandwiches, shawarma even if you want. I know it's pretty popular after the last summer. Whatever it is you want, put it in. It'll get delivered right to your door. And don't forget to put in code GEEKSPEAK, G-E-E-K-S-P-E-A-K. You get $3 off whatever you want or free egg rolls, your choice. But eat24.com, go there, download the app because, you know, I get it. It's not that you're too busy to cook. It's you're just too lazy to cook. I respect that. I get that. And yeah, there's an app for that. E24.com. Hey, this is Todd McFarland, creator of Spawn, and one of the original founders of Image Comics. And you're listening to Geek Speak Show. Thanks for coming. Who? Yeah. Who? Who? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, it's Geek Speak Show. It's Geek Speak Show. <laughs> and this time, it's Joel over here. And we're talking to Lee Hester, the owner of Lee's Comics. And Lee's Comics has two locations. There's one in Mountain View and one in San Mateo, and that's both in the Bay Area. Hey, Lee. How you doing, Joel? I'm pretty good. How was your breakfast today? My breakfast was excellent, <laughs> as always. I bet you you had granola bars with just the right amount of milk. Uh, not granola bars. I think I have Quaker granola cereal oh, with raisins. Close, close. Like, I was trying my telepathy. With some milk. But not too much, you know. <laughs> Problem with that stuff, it's so good, you just want to load a lot of it in there. And then it just, you know, you, you take on a thousand calories before you know it. The best things in life always have their cost. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's talk, about, let's talk about Lee's Comics. So what's happening at Lee's this Saturday? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we're taking part in the world's biggest comic book event by far. It's Free Comic Book Day. I feel like we had to say, like, Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, you should put an echo chamber on that (laughs) because it's humongous. Um, You can just waltz in to your local comic book store and you can say, give me free comics. (laughs) And they're going to hand you free comics. It's (laughs) It's like Nirvana, heaven on earth. You know, it's not a dream, not a hoax, not an imaginary story. And you can choose from 50 different comics. Um, this is the largest assortment ever of free comics, and there's definitely something for everyone. You got your mainstream stuff, Superman, Batman, Hulk, Iron Man, all that definitely, stuff. Definitely, definitely. You got a Walking Dead comic for the kids. You got Archie <laughs> and Sonic and stuff like that. 
And for the alternative crowd, you got Marble Season by uh, Mario Hernandez of Love and Rockets fame. Um, and uh, there's comic strip reprints like Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. Uh, got Judge Dredd. Um, there's just all kinds of amazing stuff that you can check out. You're naming all the so, names that I love. Yeah, so, I mean, here's the thing. If you already love comics, you can find some new stuff. And if you've never even read a comic, it's a great way to get started. It works for me. Hey, you said there's 50 comics we can choose from, but do customers yeah. have a limit? Yeah, well, we normally have a limit of two. But if you come into our store before the, um, the event, you know, anytime up till Friday, we have a card that gets you two more for a total of four. So look, you know, come in and get that card if you want to double up. And lots of people bring the whole family. So that way different family members choose different things and share them. Uh, we're going to have a drawing at both stores at 11 a.m. And you got to be there to win. And the winner gets one of every single free comic book day of this year. Uh, so that's, that's pretty cool since there's 50 different ones. Uh, you get, you know, so the, the winner can get all of them. Ooh, he's giving us all the secrets, Joel. I know. But you do have to so be present to win, though, right, Lee? You got to be here. Yeah, you can't do it from your armchair. Sometimes you just got to show up. Uh, but this is the first time we've tried that, you know. Um, and this, this year there's more comics than ever. So uh, um, this is your chance to get all of them. Which is actually yeah, a, without, good, a, a good idea because one thing, one the one of the few complaints I get from free comic book day is that not everybody can get all the comics because you know, and it's kind of designed that way. Free comic book day is is you yeah. know, most stores put a limit on how many how many free comics you can get, and that's only so you go and visit other shops besides your local <laughs> one that you always yeah. go to, which is a good thing. Clever girl, but. It, it's actually it's it's like a tour. It's like yeah. uh, you know for people that drink on these certain occasions, and they just go around to bar all the different bars, bar hopping. Yes, and couple things. <laughs> I mean, the first free, uh, the first free event that I ever saw, I was like twelve or so, and I happened upon a free donut day at this store, and I couldn't believe it. But if you think about <laughs> it, it's impossible to eat one of every donut, right? Yeah. So and unhealthy you, unless you're Homer Simpson. <laughs> you, so you can't you can't really get one of every free comic. And there's another reason for that too, and there's something that people don't know, is the stores actually have to pay for these free comics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're paying we're paying to give them out. So every one of them costs us a quarter. So if, if we give you 50 of those, it gets expensive it, for each pe person. And if a 1,000 people come in and we give an unlimited supply to everybody, that's a prescription for going broke. <laughs> yeah, so it's free for us, but it's not free it for the uh, That's for business 101 yeah. right there. We do have to limit it just a bit. Yeah, so we're talking to Lee Hester. He's the owner of Lee's Comics, two locations, Mountain View and San Mateo. The uh, Mountain View location is at 1020 North Rankstorf, 2222 South El Camino. That's San Mateo. Both stores are going to be participating in the Free Comic Book Day. If you guys are in the area, go there. If you haven't been there, go there. But get there early because, Lee, you can, you can attest to this. There's always a line waiting when you get there, right? Yeah, you want to make sure uh, to come early for best selection. You can see all the free comics at my website, lcomics.com, and that way you can figure out, you know, your priorities, what you want to snag first. But, you know, the early bird is going to get the best stuff, and these things, no matter how many we get, and we've doubled our orders, they still sell out every year. 
Yeah, we, ch- we just talked to Joe Field uh, right before you. He's the founder of Free Comic Book Day, and he gave us a little history and what the goals were for Free Comic Book Day. But, but in your opinion, is Free Comic Book Day bringing in a lot more new readers, or do you see that a lot of the same readers just coming every year? I think there's tons of new readers. And, I mean, this Joe Field is a genius, and this is a wonderful event. It's our biggest event you know, all year. We never get more people than that. And I see tons of families, tons of kids, um, all kinds of new readers, and, and we also get regulars in too. So it's just a mix of everybody, and um, you know, it's it's just a fantastic thing. And um, I just think it spreads the, uh, you know, it spreads the word about comic books around to everybody. So I I think it was just a brilliant idea, and you know, it's the best in the industry because when you think about it, um, you know, where is free movie day? Yeah, you know. That's right. And, hey, yeah, you. I was like, "Whoa, that's a good idea." <laughs> There's no free movie day. There should be like a free cable day, where you know all the different cable stations are free. Uh, you know, Mrs. Fields of the Cookie Fame, she used to give out little free samples. Probably still does of the cookies, and I thought that was brilliant. You know, what's your appetite for more cookie? Yeah, Price is Right. So we need we need more free stuff, but in order to give free stuff, you have to have a certain spirit of generosity. Um, so that's really uh, Joe Field's brilliance. I mean, you give you give this free stuff, no strings attached. You're not forced to buy anything. But lo and behold, uh, people still come in and buy stuff too. Yeah, another thing I've noticed, Rachel, you you're living proof of this, and everybody, all the other girls that I had here on the show, there's a lot more female comic book readers in the past few years. Um, uh, is Free Comic Book Day again, in your opinion, are they doing enough to bring in the female readers, or is it just still targeting the males? Oh no, absolutely. There's there's a wide range of stuff, and uh, a lot of the material appeals to uh, you know uh, males and females. You know, so I I think they they broadened the appeal of comics in general. I think Free Comic Book Day is going to reflect that. So in the spirit of this, is there anything that you're doing at your store or any comics that are going to be free um, that you would say, hey, if you are a girl and you're trying to get into this or you're thinking about getting into it, why why should we come down to your store? Well, I find one of my favorite things that I'm giving out is uh, Archie Digest. And a lot of young girls like it. And then I find, you know, like moms and stuff that used to read Archie, they really love it. And this is a 100-page digest. Um, so I think it's one of the best things that we're giving out. So that, that has strong appeal. A lot of, you know, both genders seem to like The Simpsons. Um, oh. So, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's a... There's a great selection. I don't actually have the list in front of me, so I'm just <laughs> thinking offhand. But um, you know, for all you Jughead fans or all you uh, Simpsons fans, bunch of comic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and to your point, it's a perfect time to come in and get into something, right? So I guess if if you're thinking about it or um, you're kind of interested, this would be the time to come down and say, "Hey, what would you recommend?" Or to you know the the girls that are on your staff, what what do they like to read, right? I know a lot of girls like The Walking Dead, and you were saying, Lee, that you guys are going to be giving away like some Walking Dead free comics also. Yeah, we're stocking up on that one because it's a massive hit. Now, I personally am going to be out front of the store. I set up a table outside the store. So you can walk right up, and you can look at the stuff, and we'll show you what you know different things you might like. And you can make the selection, and then you can decide whether or not you want to come in and shop. There's no strings attached. So it's a lot of fun, and you know we just uh, we love being out there 
on Saturday and seeing all the families come up and look at look at stuff and you know we try to help each member of the family pick out something they might like and the weather's gonna be really nice too oh yeah California is just wonderful I got back from a trip to New York last month it was freezing the whole time <laughs> and uh, as much as I loved my trip there and we went everywhere including some of the comic book stores there but uh, I was just grateful to get back to this incredible weather we've got so speaking of um, events, uh, on May 17th, you're going to have a couple big names um, signing at your Mountain View store, right? Tell us who's going to be there. Okay, we're going to have Neil Adams, and he is what? a fantastic comic book artist. He's a legend, and he's famous for um, you know making the Batman you know grim and dark again, and um, you know like introducing characters like Ra's al Ghul or you know. Views yeah. mm-hmm. movies and so forth. He's famous for Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and uh, you know, doing a new spin on the X Men. Uh, just a fantastic, legendary artist. One of the greatest living comic book artists. So he'll be here on the 17th from four to six, and he'll be doing a free autograph, one free autograph, and he'll also be doing uh, free autographs on stuff that you get from him. And thereafter, I think there's going to be a charge for autographs in case people want to get a stack signed or whatever. <laughs> okay. And that, is there going to be a limit to the free ones, did you say? Uh, yeah, there'll be one free autograph per person. So you can bring your favorite Neil Adams item. Nice. Or uh, we have you know, several hundred Neil Adams items available here, comic books, graphic novels, uh, you know, vintage back issues. Uh, so, you know, we're already huge Neil Adams fans, so we're absolutely thrilled to have him coming. He's also bringing his son, Josh Adams, and Josh is an up-and-coming artist that draws Doctor Who for IDW. Wow. And is there a limit to what they're going to sign? Is it only comic books, or can fans bring other things? I think they can bring other things. You know, just keep in mind there there will be a fee for, you know, for if you want more than one thing signed that you bring, there'll, there'll be a fee for additional things. And that goes to Neil. Of course. And, and of course, with a big <laughs> name like that, we have to ask, is there picture video policy, you know? I don't know. I, will just, I think we'll just have to try to sweet talk them and see what we can accomplish. <laughs> so there you but go. That's the, how you do it, guys. The way, I, the way I treat it is, you know, each artist that comes here is a guest. So, you know, I'm interested in making the guest happy. So you know, if, if they if they want to sit and do a slideshow or a lecture, that's what we'll do. You know, we're we're here to hang out with Neil and uh, and have fun and meet him. And and to me, that's going to be a, a distinct privilege because I've been a fan of his since I've I've been about 12. Uh, I collected all his comics. He did about 330 comic books. Uh, I had all his covers, a thousand covers. So you know, I was a Neil Adams completist. And this will be his first visit to my store, so I'm incredibly excited. Oh, that's awesome. So actually, and this works out perfect, because then everyone can go see Star Trek, and then after they sleep in a little bit, they can come to your store and then get autographs from Neil, which it couldn't be a better start to the weekend. Yeah, you don't want to miss a chance to meet Neil Adams. Yeah, that's actually also going to be a warm-up, because he's also going to be at Big Wow Comic Fest, which we're also going to be at uh, that weekend in San Jose. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have we're not gonna Woo! tease too much about it. We're gonna have you come back, Lee, as we get closer to it, and give us even more details, and we'll talk more Big Wow and and the signing for Neil. Uh, so it's, again, yeah, 
Th- this Saturday, though, May 4th. Yeah, I know, Rachel. May the 4th be with May you. May the 4th be but with you. I know. It's, I was it's also be free May. comic book day. Lee's Comics, both locations, the Mountain View, the San Mateo locations. They will. What time are you going to open, Lee? We're going to open at, at uh, 10. Both locations? We're going to open at yeah, we'll open at 10 a.m. and then you you can sign up for our drawing that takes place at 11 a.m. Get your first crack at all the free comics. Um, it just yeah, there's so much, so many fun things coming up. We're almost in danger of having too much fun. I'm camping out. Yeah, and I, I would say honestly, you know, get there early because as far as I know, you're the only store in the Bay Area who's going to be giving away one issue of every single free comic book available. You uh, can't get that anywhere this- else. This year, because once they hear about it, they're all going to imitate it. But uh, <laughs> trademark that. We're, gonna, we're, tra- we're saying it right now. Lee has to this, first this one. This year we got an exclusive. I guarantee once they hear about this, they'll all be doing it. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so it's Lee Hester. Thanks, hey, Lee, for coming on. Great idea. Great idea. Glad I thought of it. <laughs> you also thought we'll about back you up. We free know movie you day, it. also. Free movie day. <laughs> oh, they, they got to do that. And I'll tell you why. Do it on a Monday, and you know the studios will have to clear it. The theaters will love it because they'll sell popcorn up the wazoo. <laughs> yeah, and and drinks. I mean, the popcorn's like seven bucks. <laughs> They're gonna make but a ton of money. The drinks where they get you because the popcorn makes your mouth all dry. Yeah, the drinks <laughs> and the popcorn, and because most people don't go to movies so much anymore. No. Well, it's like fourteen bucks these days. Yeah, except for me, bucks. I love where do you going go? to movies. I go to the. I, uh, I love going to movies. I go to the Platinum Theater. <laughs> well, I, mean, I was going to say actually the, the the price is so high because of all the 3D movies yeah. and the IMAX 3D and all that stuff. That like, one of them is like eighteen bucks. So if you're going to go with it, yes, Rachel, what she's saying, no, yeah, yes, you know. I'm it is. rolling my eyes right now. I Me stay, too. 3D. What's the difference? It looks the same. I stay for an extra movie. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Go to the movie buffet. Show up at two at uh, two in the afternoon. Pay the matinee just, price. <laughs> yeah, then oh, just walk around. Get walk around. See all the movies in the place. Get your money's yeah, worth. That's what I do. I don't. Well, I don't advocate it. Actually, I don't do it. I don't do it. I didn't say anything. No, no. I just <laughs> think about doing it, but I never do it. <laughs> yeah, Lee Hester is not saying for you guys to do it. He's just. <laughs> or no, you can no, always would... suck it up. And pay for the movie because you love it and help more movies. <laughs> so let's let's just be real. Yeah. So yes. so again, it's, it's Lee uh, <laughs> Lee's comics, both locations, San Mateo and Mountain View. Free comic book day this week and this Saturday, not the whole weekend, just on Saturday. Get there early because not just if even if you don't get all the uh, fifty issues, you still got to get the free ones that you want. Make a list. I have it up exactly. on our our, our, our exactly. website. It's on there. So Lee, thanks a lot. We will talk again when we get close to the Neil signing. And we'll have you on there and talk more, Neil. Oh, Thank yeah. you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Kelly, we'll see you on Thank Saturday. Thank you. So there you go. That is what's happening this weekend, not just at these two stores, not just the Flying Colors Comics in Concord and that leaves both locations. It's all over the all over the world. All, all over the, the galaxy. Country. All over the world. No, I don't know about the galaxies, but it is all <laughs> over the world. Uh, I know that bar in Australia does does a free comic book day also. Probably a day free early, Free comic day, mate. Um, so... The obvious is what are the comics? Here they are. I think Lee mentioned it was 50. Um, get your pencils out, or you too, Rachel and Joel. Say, you're old. That's we a use really, our really fat list. Right so or here you go. turn Siri on, you know, so she can just dictate what we're saying. That's fine, too. See if Siri can go this fast. Free comics for this Saturday. Here's the list. Do it, check do it, it do once, it, check it, it twice. Bongo, Free for All, Dark Horse, Star Wars. Is somebody going to get that on this show? 
Captain Midnight Avatar. That's the it's a flip book, I guess. Infinity. It's an ugly doll and other stuff. That's from Viz Kids. Kaboom has a summer blast. Has a lot of the peanut stuff. Uh, Sesame Street and Strawberry Shortcake. SpongeBob Comics Superman Special Edition. Happy birthday, remember he turned 75 this year. The Smurfs, TMNT, New Animated Adventures, The Walking Dead special. World of Archie Digest, 2008 AD special. Absolution, The Beginning, Action Time Buddies, Aphrodite 9, number one. And remember, Matt Hawkins will be at Flying Colors. You can get it signed by him there. Atomic Robo and Friends, Avengers Assemble, and Hulk Agents of Smash. Bleeding Cool Magazine, Buck Rogers, uh, Capstone Presents, Mr. Puzzle, Damsels, DC Nation Super Sampler, Disney Fairies, Dragon Ball, and Rory Kenshin Restoration. Uh, I don't know if I said that right or not. And <laughs> no, Danger Weapon okay. B. Well, what is it? Do you guys know what it is? <laughs> Rory Kenshin. <laughs> yeah, that. And Danger Weapon B. What she said. Fantagraphics Picture from uh, Valiant. Uh, Finding Gossamer Stuff of Legend Fubar Special. Shut up, Joel. NBC's Grimm has a free comic th- this year. Grimm, written by David Greenwald, the writer who's been on the show before, and featuring a cover by our other friend of the show, Wills Portacio. Hey. Harbinger Wars, Judge Dredd, Classics, Kellerman, Lamour Sampler, Marble Season, Marble, not Marvel, Mass Effect, Kill, Killjoys, R.I.P.D., Molly Danger, Priceless, another flip book, uh, another flip book from Arkea, Mouse Guard and Rust, NFL Rush, Rush Zone, OT Guardians, that's a cartoon that my son watches. How? Never mind. Um, <laughs> Overstreet Comic Book Marketplace, Pippi Longstocking Colors Special, Ramayan Reloaded Preview, Rated Free for Everyone, Scratch Nine, Sonic the Hedgehog, Mega Man Flip Book, Stan Lee's Chakra, The Invincible Preview, Excelsior, Steam. I had to throw that in. Steam Engines of Oz, <laughs> uh, Strangers Number One, The Red Ten Number Zero, The Tick, Top Shelf Kids Club, Valiant Masters Showcase, and Worlds of Aspen, a lot of number ones and number zeros. That's one good thing about Free Comic Book Day. It's not just whatever comic books are thrown out there. Series are launched on Free Comic Book Day, like the G.I. Joe from IDW. That was launched a few years ago. So those are the books. Again, I put up the list on our Facebook page and on our website so you guys can download it. It's also, by the way, on those of you who got it today, on our newsletter. Just click on the little thing that says, what else? Free Comic Book Day. It'll take you right to the list. That's a fat list. Yeah. So, oh, one more thing. You where you and I go, Joel will be there right after we finish recording the show. Coastside Comics, one sixteen D Manor Drive Zoom. in Pacifica. Say hi to Romy. He's gonna be opening at eleven AM all the way to seven PM. He's gonna limit three per customer also. And he always has this problem. Henry, you always tell him it's free comics. They come in and start just taking everything off the shelf. Not everything <laughs> is free. It'll be obvious this year. He's going to do something special. You'll see it right, at, literally right as you walk into the store. He's also going to have a sale on back issues, on toys, on card games, but not on new issues. Those will be the same price. So again, it's Coastside Comics. Go by there, say hi to Romy, and get your free comics. But again, not everything in the store is free. Remember that. <laughs> it's not the Toys R Us Super Toy Run. Yeah, and speaking of Excelsior, it's announced, uh, not sold out yet as far as I know. Stanley will be at Big Wow on Sunday, May 19th only. Neil Adams, who Lee, Lee mentioned a few minutes ago, he'll be there both days, Saturday and Sunday. We'll be there on Saturday. We'll be uh, podcasting live, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. To Memorex. Why not? Why Show my age. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to be doing it. We're going to interview you guys. We'll get you on, on video, on camera, and on the microphone. We'll get Neil Adams, and maybe we'll get Stanley. We'll get him on there and have him say, Excel- Shut up, Joel. Excelsior. We'll have him say that. You guys can say, <laughs> shut up, Joel, right to his face. Sure. Um, 
Go ahead. So that's going to be happening May 18th and 19th. What else is happening? Well, you guys who got it, check the newsletter. It's all on there for you. Who's coming up? What movies are coming out? Where we're going to be? Big movie coming out this weekend from Marvel. I think it's something about iron. Eat your iron or something like that. Look on our YouTube page, on our Facebook page. I may put it up on the on the main website also. It'll be up there somewhere. And I'll Twitter. I'll tweet it out there. Everybody's gonna do reviews because you know we're gonna go see Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. We haven't decided mm-hmm. yet, but you'll know. We'll give you warnings. We may do a spoiler filled one or a spoiler free one. I like doing spoilers. Depends my, on. My make sure you warn people though, because you know the, you're gonna <laughs> see them at Big Well and they'll probably hit you like, Joe, you spoiled the whole movie for me. So, it was all a dream. I'm tired already. We haven't even gotten to Friday yet. So that's what's happening. Free comic book day. Uh, get your free comics. May the 4th be with... You. Yes. Or yeah. me, because uh-huh. I'm really excited. It's yeah. You can't get into day. it anymore. I mentioned it at the, at the start of the show. You can't get into it anymore, but they're showing Star Wars, the original Star Wars, The New Hope, uh, in, a, in a theater here in San Francisco, introduced by Pablo Hidalgo. But it was only for people who have never been introduced to the world of Star Wars. So that's definitely not Rachel. Definitely not me. But that's. But happening. I love it nonetheless. Yeah, it's happening sometime this week. Maybe we'll get some tweets from from pics from from the people who are have their mouth open, like, "What is that big ship going over us? What yeah. is that?" Now you know how we felt when we first saw it. So that'll be happening. Uh, that's it. Let's get let's save some energy for Saturday. And everybody, well, who wants to take it this week? You know what we say, Rachel. You take it. Joel, you take it this week. Me? Yeah. Tune in next week where we will speak more geek. <laughs> and may the fourth be with all of you. The fourth, the fourth. It's gonna be May. The Geek Speak Show will be back next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, follow them on Twitter at Geek Speak Show One. That's the number one. Become a fan on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Watch special event coverage and the Geek Speak Video Show on YouTube slash Geek Speak Videos. And listen to past shows in the archive section on thegeekspeakshow.com. A big thank you to the Geek Speak Show's content providers, GeekTyrant.com, Collider.com, RamaScreen.com, and MightyVille.com. The Geek Speak Show.